Welcome back to another episode of The Hauntings of Forensics. I'm your host, Gabrielle, and in this podcast, we dive into former forensic fraud cases and whether it's still a mystery or made history. Today, we will be diving into the horrors of the former doctor, Charles Randall Smith, a fraud who was at fault for putting innocent parents behind bars. But first, let's give a shout out to today's sponsor and our favorite breakfast cereal, Forensic Charms. With every bite, they're magically suspicious. It's no search for flavor with a tasty new discovery in each spoon. Unfortunately, there seems to be no shortage of frauds and criminals in the forensic world. Charles Randall Smith, the name that puts shame on forensic pathologists, is no exception. He was notorious and well-liked among the forensic community for being a respectable pathologist. Smith not only performed autopsies, but trained lawyers in cross-examination and trained law personnel and medical staff in detecting child abuse. During his career from 1982 to 2005, practicing medicine and pathology, he performed 44 autopsies. 20 cases were found to have mistakes. 13 cases were found to be wrongfully criminally convicted, which were appealed in court. In Smith's early life, he practiced at a teaching hospital, the Hospital for Sick Kids from the year of 1982. The chain of tragedies began with several cases, one notable being the William Williams Johnson case, where in 1993, a four-year-old niece was found dead. An uncle, Johnson, was accused of strangulation and assault. Due to Dr. Smith's unprofessional method of dry labbing, this uncle was given a 12-year jail sentence. Upon reevaluation, there was no evidence of homicide and no evidence of sexual injury. The cause of death was found to be natural from the findings of lost tissue samples. He continuously falsified information, practiced dry labbing, neglected to properly execute autopsies, among many other factors leading to the miscarriage of justice. Although he displayed a continuous unprofessional and unethical demeanor as his autopsies were reviewed, his license was not revoked until 2011. In another case, in 1992, Dinesh Kumar was wrongfully accused of second-degree murder of his son. Dr. Smith was once again falsified information of death due to shaken baby syndrome and resulted in a near 20-year jail sentence. Let's take a deeper look into the tragedy of the Dinesh Kumar case. Dinesh Kumar was born and raised in India and immigrated to Canada with his family in hopes of a better life in 1991. 
In the early hours of March 18, 1992, Kumar's son Gaurav awoke crying, to which Kumar responded by feeding him the son and placing him back in his crib. Gaurav awoke again at 12.30 in the morning, screaming, and Kumar discovered that his son had stopped breathing. He informed his wife and performed CPR, although due to them being new to Canada, they were unfamiliar with the police calling system. Kumar called his brother, who advised him to call 911, which he did, resulting in paramedics arriving at their apartment. Upon arrival at the hospital, Gaurav suffered irreversible brain damage and was placed on life support, and tragically passed away on March 20th, 1992, only two days after the incident. The situation had only worsened when it was discovered that Kumar's other son, Saurabh, had also suffered a similar incident when he was only an infant. To Kumar's relief, CPR worked in his case. Children's aid assumed that Kumar caused both of these incidents and his children were taken away from him and his wife. Upon evaluation, Charles Smith claimed that Kumar had shaken his children and Gaurav died from shaken baby syndrome. Kumar was arrested with second-degree murder, although he had knew he had done nothing wrong. He was told that if he complied, the charges would be less severe. Kumar complied and faced 90 days in prison and two years probation, although he stated that he never lost the sense of shame causing Gaurav's death. Fifteen years later, on May 28, 2007, Innocence Canada reopened Kumar's case. A Smith's reputation had been falling apart upon investigation. Experts testified that shaken baby syndrome is very controversial and that there was no evidence linking Kumar to harming his baby. It was suggested that the cause of death was a fatal hemorrhage by head injury from his birth. Among faulty witnesses and lawyers, the proper procedure, code of conduct, and ethics were not followed. Smith's work was claimed to be not based on tests, peer-reviewed procedures, or a general acceptance of the science community. Smith made inappropriate conclusions based on unbalanced or emotive testimony. Kumar was acquitted of this accusation. Unfortunately, it was too late for Kumar as his reputation had been destroyed and was labeled the guy who had killed his own son. Before we continue on this tragic case, here are three interesting facts. Teeth are generally the best source in identifying corpses. Hair roots are commonly able to help determine gender. Match should never be used in a forensic setting as there is no such thing as 100% scientific certainty.
after underlying issues in allowing Charles Smith to be given the title of a professional was due to medical professionals across Canada performing autopsies that were used as evidence in court. Shockingly, these professionals were not given any formal training. In addition to the lack of professionals in this line of work, most of the professionals are doing this job part-time, resulting in flawed autopsies. These miscarriages of justice are primarily due to a lack of education. To result in fewer errors, strict training and education need to be issued and enforced among professionals. Specifically, a one-year postgraduate training program is to be taken as of the summer of 2008 in forensic pathology. This job, if pursued, needs to be the one and only profession the individual is practicing in order to ensure accuracy and attention to detail. Upon graduation and following throughout the pathologist's career, a yearly test or check should be required in order to keep a medical license. In addition to a yearly check, the consequences should be a reminder through stating such as revoked license, humiliation, and potential court or prison time. Although it has been many years since the series of incidents, it will take decades for major improvements to be made. Attracting honest future professionals to this program is a significant step, although due to the demanding and particularly new nature, it should be a course taken in high school and introduced among law and biology. From there, students can stem out into universities and colleges to learn and enter the field of forensic pathology. In addition to training and accreditation, pathologists should be informed on the method as to presenting evidence, managing professional relationships among court professionals, such as police and prosecutors. They should know their line of work and what they qualify to do and not to do. A few things they should not do are collect evidence and not be personally involved and not be a part of the prosecution team in conviction. Resources are also at a minimum and sufficient funds should be allocated to the forensic pathology department to ensure not only accuracy in autopsies, but the average opinion of several professionals. Smith's inquiry was conducted by Judge Stephen Gouch. In the Gouch inquiry, he states that to improve and limit the miscarriages of justice, the medical community should be informed of their concerns. Therefore, any professionals testifying can be made aware of their role and ensure the integrity of the justice system. He stated that the main problems were lack of qualifications, lack of knowledge, lack of training, failure of placement, and importance of improper system checks. It also highlights that professionals should be controlled due to patterns of undermining no absolute truth accessibility relating to reliability, and the judge resolving questions of fact. The statement 
dismayed by the discipline committee stated that Smith failed to gather relevant information, misconducted investigations, and expressed contrary and unsupported opinions on the cause of death. It was also stated that Smith determined the cause of misinterpreted and non-specific findings, the social history of families, and ultimately primarily on the pathological cause of death. He also failed to communicate with other professionals and maintain pathology materials going against the Coroner's Act. The main ethically questionable conduct that Smith practiced can be divided into three different sections. First, laboratory and analytical procedures, including dry labbing and insufficient analysis. Second, interpretation of analytical data, including cognitive bias and incorrect terminology. Third, court testimony, including deceptive and confusing testimony, among outright lies and advocacy. The outcome of the investigations of Charles Smith was, in 2002, he was reprimanded by the Ontario College of Physicians and Surgeons. In 2003, he was removed from autopsies. In 2005, he was dismissed and appealed the decision in paying $3,650. Dr. Smith is unfortunately not the first and not the last person of medicinal authority to do this, and several precautions could be made to ensure minimal to no miscarriage of justice, quality assurance, quality management, and quality control, root cause analysis, and corrective action need to be taken to ensure a faithful judicial system. Today, Charles Smith is a free man. Along debating his intentions and why he is a free man, were his intentions malicious or was he unqualified? You can find more information on them at CTV News, Global News, and City News. This has been The Haunting of Forensics. With your host, Gabrielle. Thank you for listening and tune in next week to hear the case of David Cam, a husband and father who found his wife and children dead due to visible gunshot wounds in the fall of 2000. Did he do it? Summer special promotion. Listen to three podcasts and get one free at a low, low price of only $3.99 monthly. Remember, new podcasts every Wednesday at noon.